0: plushcare.com slash loss
1: Let's start the show with a little surprise quiz. So if you're ready, the question is, what was the first K-drama to air in the Philippines? Five seconds on the clock. Five, four, three, two, one.
2: If you answered Stairway to Heaven, Endless Love, or Full House, nope. That's not it. The first K-drama in the Philippines is... Drumroll, Nina. Bright Girl! Hmm...
1: Bright Girl. I know some of you are thinking, Teka, ano yun? (laughs) Well, don't worry. If you've never heard of this drama before, we'll tell you all about it.
2: And we'll show you how its contemporaries paved the way for the rise of K-dramas and Hallyu in the Philippines.
1: I'm Nina Toralba and nine years ago, I cut my hair short to look like So Sohee in the K-drama, Temptation of Wife.
2: And I'm Mark Casillan. At napanood ko na yung what's wrong with Secretary Kim in its entirety at least twice. Welcome to Philippine Nerds Season 1. How you need to know about K-life. A podcast on all things K-culture. Brought to you by SMART. Live your passion with purpose with SMART Prepaid. And powered by Puma Podcast.
1: Let's get nerdy about K-drama. So, what is Bright Girl? It's your typical rom-com. Poor girl meets rich guy. Probinsya yung babae while the guy is a hot-headed CEO. To support herself, our leading lady Jasmine works as a house helper to no less than the wealthy family of Keith, that CEO. Ngayon hulaan mo kung paano sila nagkakilala.
2: Well, balita ko, malak crash landing on you raw.
1: True, true. Una silang nagkita in the countryside when Keith parachutes and accidentally lands outside Jasmine's house. Grabe, iba talaga yung the moves pag mayaman, no, kapag CEO? (laughs) Friends, that is how their love story starts.
2: What an entrance. Now, what's fascinating is the fact that many Filipinos aren't even aware of the show. To know why, we need to look at what was happening around that time. Bright Girl was aired on GMA7 in 2003. Nina. What were you doing in 2003?
1: Grade school pa lang ako nun, pero mataas na akong mangarap eh. Gusto kong maging rockstar. <laughs> ikaw, uh, ikaw, ano?
2: I don't even remember. <laughs> Ganun ako katanda. Pero millennial pa rin ako. <laughs> Sige. And if you're a millennial like me, anong uso sa school nun? Oh baby, 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 my baby, baby. Yes, mm-hmm. F4, Meteor Garden. The early 2000s saw the beginnings of the Asian novella craze, which took over the staple Mexican novellas on TV. Filipinos tuned in to ABS-CBN every afternoon and talked about Meteor Garden non-stop. It was the big thing then. Yeah,
1: it was so big that the F4, they will see the cover of notebooks coming Divisoria <laughs> na was uso oh, yeah. noon. Mm. Meanwhile, other shows got less attention and Bright Girl was one of those. Hindi siya masyadong napansin noon, and wala siya sariling Divisoria merch. So, not a lot of people really remember it now. Still, it jump-started the arrival of other K-dramas on Philippine shores, and hindi ko alam kung sino pang nakakaalala nito, but in the old days, we used to call them Korean novellas.
2: Yeah, naalala ko pa nga But... Why did our broadcasting stations decide to air Korean dramas in the first place? Let's
1: hear from our first guest, Rachel Simon Palomar, Head of Integrated Acquisitions at ABS-CBN.
3: When Meteor Garden aired, we realized, we, the Filipinos, meron pala silang appetite for this type of storytelling. It's also taking a chance on a different story, but something that might resonate well with our audiences.
1: Of course, taking a chance involves some risk, but our TV industry has its considerations.
3: Over the years, our research has done a fairly good dive into the psyche of the Filipino audiences. So, they nila what are the needs, the wants of Filipino audiences depending on their demographic. And that guides us actually in what type of content we will source for the company. You have to take a look as well at your current programming lineup. Uh, You have to know what your local shows are offering so that whatever you acquire, it delivers a different kind of experience or it complements the experience that the local shows are giving. Uh, Over the years, alam mo na, there are certain key elements in a drama that can or cannot work. The plot, the theme, for ABS-CBN as well, even the looks of the actors are very important.
1: It's true that when we think about K-dramas, we often think about the love stories of beautiful people. But these shows are also known for tackling deep themes and exploring distinct concepts and genres. For example, pinapakita ang halaga ng work-life balance in the medical drama Hospital Playlist, may pagbasag ng gender roles sa sports series na weightlifting fairy Kim Bok-Joo, and before it's okay to not be okay, there was clean with passion for now. Dito sa dramang to, Yun Kiyan Sang is a CEO with obsessive compulsive disorder and a fear of being contaminated with germs. Samantalang si Kim Yu Jung is his employee who has no problem with getting dirty. I won't spoil it para sa mga hindi pa nakakanood, but I will say that 1. Yes, they do fall in love. 2. It takes a look at mental health. And 3. It shows us how our social classes determine the way we deal with our struggles.
2: No rin yung mga slice-of-life takes ng mga k-drama kung saan naha highlight yung iba't-ibang mga aspeto ng everyday lives natin, tulad ng ating relationships with our neighbors, teachers, etc. Example na dito, in particular yung Reply 1988, which revolves around the story of a neighborhood barkada and how their lives intertwine with each other.
1: Even romance has different flavors in different k-dramas. Real K-drama fans know kapag may second lead syndrome ng nagaganap, yun yung pagbas gusto mo yung rejected lover para dun sa main character kesa sa sa niya sa huli. One of the biggest examples, she was pretty. Masakit pa rin para sa maraming fans na hindi nagkatuluyin si na Hwang Jung-om at Trishy Won. And to think na ang nakatuluyan ni jung Eum si Park Seo-jun.
2: Diba? Park Seo-jun na yon, How do you top that?
1: Well, I mean, iba din naman si She won lalo na sa drama na yon.
2: But... Anyway, because of the tried and tested formula of the K-drama, with media's go signal, Korean dramas flooded the market, and the following years brought us the classic OG K-dramas we all love.
1: Lola, may hinanda po kung kanta para sa inyo. May tatlong bear sa loob ng isang bahay si Papa Bear, si Mama Bear, si Baby Bear. Si Papa Bear ay malakas, si Mama Bear ay maganda, si Baby Bear
2: ay napakaliksi. Tingnan nyo, tingnan nyo, ang saya nila.
1: Oh, super throwback naman yun. Favorite ko talaga yung tatlong bear na kinanta ni Song Yekyo sa Full House.
2: <laughs> ba? sobrang memorable nun. Kasi paulit-ulit ko siyang napapanood, even as a commercial, de Naalala niyo ba yun? Yes, Tandang-tanda ko pa yung scene na yun. Binisita nila Jesse at Justin, that song, Hie Kyo, and Rain, yung family ni Justin after their contract wedding. At kailangan nilang magpanggap na gusto talaga nilang isa't isa. And because walang dala si Jesse na regalo for the in-laws... Kumanta at sumayaw na lang siya <laughs> ng tatlong bear.
1: The in-laws were not impressed. Pero alam ko sa ating mga nakanood, patok na patok yun eh. Minemorize pa natin yun. <laughs> Grabe, those were the days. We had Full House, Lovers in Paris, Endless Love, Jewel in the Palace,
2: My Girl, Coffee Prince, Princess hours Stairway to Heaven, and so much mm-hmm. more. These shows became part of the daily routine of Filipinos. Pagkawi from school or work, or during primetime, people were glued to their TV sets. But how exactly did K-dramas win over the Filipino audience? Rachel, why don't you take us behind closed doors? So I think at the
3: time, Lovers in Paris was already airing in Korea. And then one of the SBS bosses said, why don't you guys take a look at this story? And this is what they said, it's their version of Pretty Woman. The guy that is Richard Gere, parang Remember, we were, ano, at the time, I think they were very reluctant. If I remember correctly, the guy's name is Park Yang. But pag nakita mo nga naman siya, wow, hindi naman siya kagwapuhan. But then again, when I think they were able to preview a few episodes of the drama. So there was something. Sabi nila, hindi siya kagwapuhan, but why am I hooked in the story? Sabi ng former head. He went back to ABS-CBN bosses to say na, let's corner this title already. I think the price that they bid for, for the title was kind of high already. So, I mean, why are we even bidding this high for this drama? Di ba? Actually, at the end of the day, uh, as a buyer as well, alam mo, eh, alam mo in your gut if something would work or not. Because it starts with you. So, if, if you have that gut feel, na, then you take a chance. So, they took a chance with Lovers and Paris. And never look back anymore. <laughs>
2: For those who didn't see lovers in Paris, this is the story of Carlo and Vivian. Carlo is a businessman, and Vivian is a student-turned-housekeeper in Paris. The two of them fell in love after Vivian became Carlo's fake girlfriend at a party. But the problem is, Carlo and Vivian both have other love interests.
1: (laughs) Ayan, hindi dapat ginagawang complicated yung love kasi.
3: Back to you, Rachel. At the time, it was the talk of the town. Even the chairman at the time of ABS-CBN, I think, called our head of acquisition to say na, wait, what is this title? And what, who is this Carlo and Vivian? And why is everyone talking about it, ba?" Pinag-usapan talaga. Dahil at the end of the day, ano ba siya? ba yung pagmamahal ni Carlo kay Vivian through it all, big guy ang lahat, hahamakin ang lahat. Diba? Yun naman yung gusto nating lahat at the end of the day. So it really resonated well with the female audiences and i think at the time ka-ilang palit siya time slot pero lumalaban pa din it still remains to be one of our highest in terms of uh, ratings on prime, prime up to this day
1: oh love palagi naman yung relatable
2: diba when i think about all the movies books songs and tv shows i've consumed over the years most of them are about love Sana in real life din. Sana all!
1: Let's manifest that this year. Find the one in 2021. Ang tanong, makakakomit ba kayo?
2: Back to Korean drama tayo, no. There's actually a deeper explanation as to why Filipinos are captivated by them. And it has to do with cultural similarities. We asked an expert on Korean culture about it. I'm Michelle Korea.
4: I teach Korean drama, film, Korean Wave, and communication theory classes in Ateneo de Manila University. And I also do some research on Korea. I think a similarity between Filipino and Korean culture would be, first, both cultures are family-oriented. So a mother, a father, and a sibling is almost always present in a K-drama. But if you probably watch a Western series... The family probably won't play much of a role, but in K-dramas, the family has a big impact on how the main characters' lives turn out, and they actually seek advice from their family most
1: of the time. Totoo nga. Even in our own dramas, we see this in play. Kahit anong genre, kahit comedy, melodrama, horror, nandiyan palagi ang pamilya. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, they're a support system for the protagonist. Sometimes, they're the source of the problem. (laughs) But Michelle, what else is there? Also,
4: um, stories about success. Filipinos love seeing an underdog become successful eventually through hard work, even if things seem to be against their protagonist. If they see someone become successful, then I think a part of them also gets inspired to work just as hard as the protagonist in the drama. Both cultures would have power struggles between those at the top and those at the bottom. So dramas come to mind include Mi where someone who didn't study in university was
2: eventually able to succeed in the corporate world. This is so true. Kaya tayo may batas ng api or na ko <gasps> kita. Because many of us feel na dihado tayo in some way sa buhay. Misseng, in particular, is about the daily work struggles of an intern who didn't finish schooling, but was still able to make an impact on the company he was working for. Dramas like Misseng give us hope that things can change. May Michelle?
4: And last but not least, in terms of Filipino cultural identity, even if we have grown accustomed to watching Western content that almost always sexualizes relationships... I feel that when Filipinos became more exposed to watching Korean content, I think what this revealed is that Filipinos can actually relate more to the pure love that is shown in Korean TV dramas. There were some studies before which validated this. So the people who were interviewed in those studies said that they get more, um, quote-unquote, kilig with K-dramas. And it speaks more to them for showing a story. For showing the evolution of a relationship, even without having to resort to sexualizing the images of the characters.
1: This was especially true of the early days. At kahit naman hanggang ngayon, kilig pa din ng una nating hinahanap sa mga K-drama couples, di ba? I mean, look at Hyun Bin and Son Ye Jin. Kitang-kita ang sweetness nila from Crash Landing on You hanggang sa totoong buhay. That's why we love them together. Mm-hmm. But you know, Mark, it's not just similarities with the culture that make us fall in love with K-dramas. Sometimes the novelty and unfamiliarity of Korea can also be enchanting. deba, Michelle? Most Filipinos, when they
4: watch a K-drama, they would usually be in awe about the production values of Korean dramas. For them, they're stunning because of the scenic locations and the way these K-dramas are shot. The aesthetics are just breathtaking to watch. And it's not something that Filipinos would often see. And of course, when you speak of beauty, you also think of the attractive actors and actresses. Virtually everyone is very good-looking. And of course, most Filipinos, women especially, taking note of what's on trend uh, regarding clothes, fashion, Makeup And even if it's a period drama, the hanbok itself, the Korean national costume, is of interest to Filipinos. So there, it's sort of an aspiration for Filipinos. Most K-dramas would depict a very urban, very highly developed, and very high-tech picture of Korea. It's like being in a first-world country while still being in a familiar Asian place.
2: Ang ganda ng insight na yun, Michelle. First-world country, pero Asian pa rin. Familiar pa rin. Parang kahit iba ang Korea sa atin economically, pareho lang yung underlying Asian values natin. So it's both aspirational and my sense of familiarity para sa ating mga Pilipino. After the break, let's talk about how K-dramas are influencing Philippine culture today. We'll be right back.
1: Before we move on, let's recap. 2003, 2003, noong pinalabas sa TV ang first K-drama in the Philippines, which was, as we learned, Bright Girl. Sinundan nito ng Endless Love, which was the first K-drama na talagang pumatok sa atin. Those piggyback riding scenes, super iconic. Totoo yan. And then, ayan na, ABS and GMA started airing all the classics.
2: Yes, and they were dubbed in Filipino. Actually, isa pang factor to para mapalapit ang audiences sa foreign shows. Racial. I know you have something to say about this.
3: Ako, oh, personally, it's hard to read in subtitles, the right? ba? So you can't concentrate because your eyes keep going uh, up and down, the right? ba? But if you dub it in Filipino, if you're able to capture well the emotion and the meaning, and this is what I say, meaning, context of the lines, because this is something that I'm proud of with ABS-CBN, no? Be literal dubbing. There's somebody who really checks kung tama yung translation, tama ba in context of the Korean culture or in Filipino setting yung translation. And if you're able to do that, the audience can now focus lang doon sa actors without actually reading pa any subtitle. So it really delivers a different kind of experience. There were comments before na, especially if it's a romantic comedy, sasabihin nila, mas nakakatawa po ngayon kasi nakatagalog na siya. Tapos, tuwak na suwak po yung delivery ng comedic life.
1: At hindi lang dialogue ang sinali natin from Korean to Filipino. Dati, common practice na palitan ang pangalan ng mga K-drama characters in the Filipino dub. That's how we got names like Carlo and Vivian and Johnny and Jenny. But now, mas sanay na tayo, mas familiar na tayo with Korean names. I think this proves that we now truly embrace the values and beliefs that we share with Korea, the stories that we share. We've come such a long way mula noong una na k lang ang exposure natin sa Korea. Lumaki ng lumaki ang following over the years until we got to learn about Korean culture itself. This is Hallyu, the Korean wave that swept the world. And now, K dramas are part of our mainstream culture. People are watching on Netflix, they're watching on View. Hindi na sila sa YouTube for nine different parts of just one episode na 240p lang yung resolution. mo ba yun datemar. Yeah,
2: but for anime.
1: But now we have all of these options, all of these streaming sites. It's so amazing.
2: And not just watching, huh? son binge-watching talaga.
1: And this constant consumption is influencing our Filipino culture. Take it from a fan who's been active since the early days. Krisa, tell us your story.
0: Siguro um, yung influence sa akin was magbasa. Korean, I learned how to pronounce the words and then the simple sarangheo, sarangamida, anyo nga seo, youngwoni, and not only that, siguro yung food, yung mga Korean foods, and I introduced on, I was curious and it looked so yummy on screen, so why not try it? So before, pa hard to buy Korean products here because hindi not karami many, unlike now. Korean spicy chicken, the noodles, the ramyun picky eater growing up i like spicy foods now especially the korean spicy type it's sweet it's spicy sometimes it's also salty and sweet so and ngayon, i make my own kimchi rice i make my own uh, gochujang rice Siguro because of this i wanted to really go to korea kahit high school though kasi are underage you can but now that i'm working It's a plan. It's a plan to go to Korea at least once.
1: Mukhang relatable talaga para sa marami sa ating listeners yung kwento mo, Krisa. K-dramas have definitely influenced their interests when it comes to food and language and food
2: and travel and food. (laughs) Dagdag ko lang din ah, aside from food, yung Korean fashion and beauty trends na usong-uso sa atin ngayon. But that deserves a whole other episode, so abangan nyo ya yan. Ooh, abangan.
1: Anyway, the influence extends beyond just individual fans. Our Korean culture expert took note that even our own shows, our teleseries and telenovelas, are taking a page from the Koreans. Michelle?
4: I think I should cite a study made by my colleague, uh, Luby Sanchez. He studies uh, Philippine television. And in one of his studies, he pointed out that um, the Philippine drama scene is making a quote-unquote Korean turn. He says that if you watch newer Philippine dramas, you would see an effort to make more beautiful shots like in Korean TV dramas. And if before, a Philippine drama would run for many years, <laughs> newer and more current Philippine dramas are shorter and more fast-paced like Korean TV dramas.
2: That being said, baka meron sa inyong nag-iisip na, hala, magda-dominate na ba ang Korea? Krisa, what do you think? You have to take more than just K-dramas to overshadow once culture, di
0: Magandang cultura ng Pilipinas. it's gonna be disappointing if we're all just going to throw it away to accept another culture. Malayo patayo sa point na yun sa aakang palagaye. So, lang ako that people are now just recognizing and appreciating their culture.
1: On the other hand, our love for K dramas reveals something about the Filipino identity. Ayun ito sa mga pagaaral sa Philippine popular culture. We'll leave the explanation to you, Michelle.
4: First of all, around two decades ago, uh, before Korean dramas were first shown in the Philippines, most of the shows would be Western or Spanish. But around that time, day dramas and telenovelas were also starting to gain ground. After our c face phase, after our J-Drama phase, we went into our Korean novella phase. And I think that this kind of transition revealed that deep inside Filipinos, deep inside, we are still Asian despite the Western-seeming exterior that we show to the world.
1: Once again, I'm Nina Taralba, and I don't just love K-dramas, I also love K-dramas soundtracks. Whether they're sung by K-pop idols or a K-dramas actors, minsan kailangan mo lang talagang mag o magbabad sa kilig after you binge-watch. Some of my favorites are Confession Is Not Flashy from Hospital Playlist, I Give You My Heart from Crash Landing on You, and It's You from While You Were Sleeping. Kung gaano katagos si mga K-dramas, ganun din ang mga soundtrack nila. It's part of the whole experience.
2: And I'm Marcus Ilian. And I love trying the Korean food that I see sa mga K-dramas na napapanood ko. Buti na lang, sobrang accessible na sila sa atin locally. Salamat sa mga Korean convenience stores and k barbecue restos na lumitaw na parang kabute sa dami. I'm pretty sure that just like us Filipinos, Koreans also love food. And we're
1: gonna learn more about that soon. Wink wink, nudge nudge. Thanks for joining us while we nerd out about Korean culture in the Philippines on Philippine Nerds Season 1. How you need, you need to, know to know about K-Life. K- Life. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe to Smart Communications Inc. on Facebook and follow at Live Smart on Twitter.
2: This podcast was brought to you by Smart. Live your passion with purpose with Smart Prepaid. Follow Philippine Nerds on smart.com.ph slash prepaid. Powered by Puma Podcast.
1: This episode was produced by Macy Haven and edited by me, Nina Toralba.